0: And welcome back once again to the Snug Dan Nerdcast. We're back after uh, missing a week, it, but it's still me, Kevin, and Danny. Hey! Sitting at the table, having a nice little cons- uh, leh, discussion. concussion discussion. <laughs> it's like a concussion discussion. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Broke brain. <laughs> Hopefully, we won't give you too many um, concussions. <laughs> nice little discussion about some nerd stuff today. All right. um, I'm going to be honest with you. Normally, like we're thinking Mella Malone as we're starting. And I was totally I totally had uh, shooting star Bag
1: Raiders. Oh, really? I had a I had a <laughs> oh, really? That's hilarious <laughs> yeah. because I had a hot girl bummer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good song. <laughs> All right, Kev, oh. you got work here soon. How's your morning wake-up going?
0: Been working freaking dumb hours, working nights instead of working days. I saw my schedule's all over the place. Mm. I'm all all messed up. It's going to be so weird trying to get my sleep schedule back to normal because I've been trying to sleep in instead of... (laughs) And so, like, Wake I'm up, up till at least 11 working, and then I'm, you know, in my bed trying to keep myself awake as long as I can. So I'm up to like two now so that I can try to sleep in. So that way I'm not like dead tired by the end of my shift, which doesn't work because I end up waking up at seven. Oh, seven?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, no alarms. Perfect.
0: Oh, shit. No alarms. That Naturally awake at seven. Because you're conditioned. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So that was, I, I, managed like seven thirty today i think and then yeah i was like okay i'm
1: awake time to roll out so well i think we've got know. a couple of interesting things to talk about but i yeah. i think we are both too excited to not address the big ass cardboard elephants in the room
0: yeah that the, are sitting here we had uh, we have had our first bit of um Physical fan mail, I guess, would be the way to put it. Uh, one of our listeners is a good buddy of mine, uh, Josh has been giving us feedback and asking us questions and emailing us pretty regularly about the podcast and uh, decided to send us a couple of gifts, which he didn't tell us what they were. And we had the option to look at what they were through the email that was sent that said, your gift has been delivered, but we chose not to so that everybody could hear our live reaction um, on the podcast uh, one thing to note, I don't, I don't remember if I told you or not, but Josh did message me and told me that you and I can fight over who gets what, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So I don't, I, I still don't know what's in here, but, um, there's That's one like here. right in front of you and one right in front of me. I've got
1: one knife. I'll, I'll use um, keys. Okay. Packing tape isn't too, too hard, especially Amazon's packing tape. Yeah. Amazon's
0: packing tape is pretty trash. Yeah. Amazon stuff's kind of cheap. Okay.
1: Here we go. I'm uh, cutting my box open. Yeah, box time. Ooh, that was a nice box sound. Oh, oh yeah. hell yeah, brother! Oh yeah.
0: What? Oh ho oh, oh, ho oh, oh. ho ho. Um, you're probably not getting this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I think we opened the proper boxes. What did you get?
0: I got Axis and Allies. Axis
1: and Allies. Okay. The yeah. Second edition. It, but we're gonna have to play. It. Well, listen, ma'am. Oh, okay. we're absolutely. The thing have is, to play. we're gonna be playing it at game nights (laughs) oh yeah we're gonna play so okay absolutely Josh thank you so much first of all that's so nice of you man it's too nice of you (laughs) for real insanely Um, nice yes the funny part about this is that so Kevin you got Axes and Allies I just unboxed Ticket to Ride yep And the funny part about this is that every time I look for ticket to ride to buy it in store, it's always out of stock. (laughs) And I own the PC version because it was Mm -hmm. on sale for like a dollar or something on Steam. But I know that A, PC versions of board games are never the same. And B, um, the physical board games are always just more fun. They're always just more fun. It's always easier to play with other people. Um, And who buys digital board games? My friends don't buy digital board games. I know that. Um, I mean, I might, but that's about it. So ticket to hell yeah yep.
0: oh dude that's awesome yep he sent me the 1942 second edition Axis and Allies I won't lie
1: that looks really really fun uh as does it's ticket, super to Ride. Cool. ticket to red ticket to red I know is I think I think it was either in his email he tried to describe it to us or it was somebody yeah. else that was describing it but I you think... had
0: yeah when he asked about board games that we lo- like what board games of his that he liked um that uh we had played you were like well the only one is ticket to ride i haven't really played it but i've heard of it
1: <laughs> yeah and it's always sold out every every yeah. holiday season it sells out so quick um and i guess i guess it's not i guess it, you it's kind of like monopoly in a way or something like that i don't really he
0: had mentioned i guess you like you're you have like two locations and you have to like Connect the locations with railway to win, yeah, 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 through yeah. like
1: challenges. There's in like the game. different colored railways, which is what I'm assuming are different players, yeah. Um, and it, I mean, it looks really fun. I'm definitely going to be pulling this out uh, uh, at tons of places. I'm fine with what we got, we, we got, yeah, <laughs> damn, thank you, Josh,
0: but yeah, this one, um. I'm sure he probably sent it partially because of the fact that I did say that I missed our uh, our time playing Axis and Allies together. <laughs> so. I also heard of Axis and Allies. I just never yeah. touched it. It is it is very fun. Like it's um, It's got elements that are similar to Risk. That's what I was thinking um, immediately when I looked all, at the box. It's all based around uh, World War II. Mm-hmm and so it's like same kind of strategy thing where you want to you know win or take all take over conquer the world um, yeah he actually Josh actually has um, or at least I'm pretty sure he ended up uh, putting those videos out he had said that he was working on them hopefully he did put them out um, but he had uh, some strategy videos for uh, Axis and Allies that he was putting out on YouTube oh hell yeah so I'll have to email him and get the um what you call it? The, uh, channel name? Or actually, I think I might have. I'm pretty sure I follow him on one of them. So I'll, I'll have to find it, and then we can just put it in the description but of the episode. Does he
1: consistently upload still? Uh, I'm not sure. Was it like a hobby thing that
0: he did It for was. A bit? It was something he was doing back when we were in college. Gotcha. Well, <laughs> so, hell,
1: I still want to give it a shout out. I don't care. That yeah, was, that's absolutely, amazing, yeah. dude. Thank I'll, uh, you. Yeah, I don't I'll even, find the channel. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> like I say, do you
0: you got to meet him when he came and visited didn't you
1: no he, oh. so he was yeah he, he came and visited you guys had a thing i slept in and missed oh. it because uh, that w- i worked like i think that was a 12-hour shift that oh, i worked yeah. that day and i passed out and then you guys went on the trip shortly after right mm-hmm. yeah so i just never i missed you man i never got to meet you but i no. I so far i love you
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> we love josh thank you so much josh for uh sending those those will definitely
1: get used with our group because we love playing games yeah i definitely want to play ticket to ride as, as soon as possible that was a game definitely. i was really i really want to try it's just i don't want to tell like everybody like hey buy it on steam like because they're gonna yeah. be like steam really i buy a ticket so um but thank you for just sending even just sending the emails and just uh talking mm-hmm. to us that's actually really really awesome um i felt genuinely uh appreciated and uh glad to know that people are listening yeah we we both very much appreciate
0: all of the uh the regular communication from everyone that's been sending us emails and getting a hold of us about the podcast
1: yeah and ironically we missed an upload last week uh Mm -hmm. i was not feeling super up to um being here needed some time off because work had me working overtime that week yeah but uh I mean ironically that week we had actually like an influx of emails from like you yeah. Elliot or from Josh Elliot um the thing so is really knows. those two and I think so I thought we had I thought we had one other person I thought so as well, but I couldn't be It was them. just Josh and Elliot. But I mean, um, an influx of email from both of you, that was awesome. Yeah. I got then, to like really feel the presence still, even though we hadn't uploaded. So, yeah.
0: And then we had Christian text, and he had texted me. I don't know if he texted you on Wednesday, but he texted me last Wednesday. And was like He just sent podcast, question mark, and I was like, uh, I, no. don't, I don't know what you're referring to. I didn't get- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which one?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean? And he's like, are you recording right now? I was like, oh no, we had to take a week off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good guess on him, though. I'll say it was it was right about the time that we usually set up for for Wednesday uh, podcast recording, but
1: and right now we're recording on a Thursday yep. um, because times have just not been working out lately for some yep. reason on Wednesdays. Um, just either Kevin's work is just changing his schedule, or uh, we're just busy with our groups, or what have you there's just a whole yep. lot of oddness going on with scheduling right now
0: yep summertime's kind of got us going all over the place with our uh, our recording schedule so hopefully once we get you know more into the the fall time when we're not so busy with crazy activities and shit we'll be uh <laughs> a little more
1: regular <laughs> on everything <laughs> hopefully hopefully um let's see well i guess we'll just get into more nerd stuff now i mean yeah. thank you again josh that was yeah. amazing Absolutely. So, um,
0: I actually, I'm gonna I'm bring it back up because I'm still so excited about it. Uh, glitched. Oh God, hell yeah! I'm glad Nico, you brought it back up. I didn't even think about it. Nico has been on several podcasts lately talking about Glitched. Has he? Upcoming, yeah. So what? he was on. Um, he was on Red Tunic podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. I listened to that episode and that was really good. Are they um, big? I've never heard of them. I hadn't heard of them before either. And then there was another one that he was just on, like I want to say last week. Let me pull it up. I had it here. It was uh, Indie Pod, the Indie Games Podcast. Um. So yeah, two in the past. Yeah, in the past couple of weeks, he's been. Oh, this is. Twenty one this is yesterday, actually. Yesterday was the when this tweet went out from both him and from Indiepod uh oh. their Twitter page. Okay. Um so he was just on the the IndyPod um podcast about uh some glitch stuff. I didn't get to listen to that one yet. I'll probably listen to that today. I'm sure it was similar to
1: whatever he uh, yeah. said on Red Tunic.
0: And so on Red Tunic it was it started out as more like he kinda like talked about um being a game dev and being part of like an indie studio and you know thing like tips and tricks that he uses when he does it and stuff for people that are trying to get into it kind of deal Mm -hmm. Um, but he also talked about it coming up and on steam it's saying very soon but it doesn't have a complete set date yet Mm. so and he was saying nico was saying definitely this year it's coming out hopefully that stands as definitely this year it comes I, out yeah i'm hopefully. so excited for i'm like honestly this close
1: to redownloading the demo and playing again <laughs> i almost want to but at this point i feel like i'm probably just gonna wait till the game comes out so no early access on steam not yet no hmm.
0: so the demo is live on steam but it's uh only oh. you can only add it to your wish list the demo or the game Um, the game okay but the demo is live that's i mean you can download the demo on steam now so you don't have to go through their page um but yeah you if you want the game you have to wish list it um no pre-order early access
1: yet so did he give any other update on like how it's going what he's added what he's changed he kind of he didn't really he didn't talk a
0: whole lot on the game itself He kind of just talked a lot about like developing and the process that they've been going through with it. Okay. Um, So, which it was, it was really kind of cool for me personally to kind of hear like some of the things that he was doing uh, for the game and things that he's done to like make himself a better developer and so on and so forth. Talk
1: about the team at all? Like if they've grown, Um, shrunk? Because so far, it really seems like he's soloing this whole he's been the one managing most of
0: the social media. Yeah. Um the rest of the team seems to just be very heads down focused on the game. Right. Um it didn't As sound it like be. he's lost a lot of developers in the in the game. So I'm not. pretty Sounds sure like they're a close team. I'm pretty sure it's all still just the same group. Okay. Um but yeah, I was I uh, when I saw that he's like starting to be on podcasts, I was like, okay, this is a good sign because that means there's a very good chance that it's coming out soon. Like podcasts are starting to pick him up. They're wanting to see, you know, they want to talk about the game. They want to they yeah. they're ready
1: for the release. I hope so cuz I you know, um even playing like Omori and stuff way back Uh, right after christmas that game was hyped up and that was in developmental hell for seven years Mm -hmm. like i don't know how that hype kind of generates uh i would like i don't even know if he'll even hear this but i hope that he would do some kind of promotion like a tiktok or something something to get uh the gamer crowd in on the hype of what the game is because playing the demo um and just kind of going through the adventure the first time i was super excited for it mm-hmm. so it was a bunch of other people i mean well we talked about the kickstarter got tons of support but then it just kind of fell off so i feel like yeah. it needs kind of like a rejuvenation push and hopefully that's kind of what these podcasts are is like a start for that push they also
0: got a pretty big community on discord um talking about the game and going through stuff with that um also he has been uh streaming live on twitch weekly oh um yeah i didn't know about this until i heard on the podcast that he was doing it he's been streaming like stuff about the game what? live on twitch he has mm-hmm. oh okay so it could be so I, I need to start checking it. it out because that'll definitely be a a big thing i didn't get a chance to look at it before cuz i like i finished the the red tunic podcast uh episode with him in it yesterday and uh didn't i just i didn't get a chance to sit down and try to watch anything see if i could find anything on twitch or anything like that did so did they
1: uh, so did they try to ask him questions about the game
0: and he was just like well you'll see they asked a couple of questions, but for the most part, like, it, it seems like it was a little more focused on, like, game development dev information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, almost it's, it's possible that, that there sense. may have been a conversation previously that he wasn't going to give away too much about the game. Um, so, you know, not to focus too much on...
1: Nico, if you want another podcast to come on, hey... So, yeah, i'm say yeah right here buddy we'll <laughs> <laughs> figure it. it out We're like
0: danny and i have been like super interested in glitch since the you know
1: early early days yeah. i think since beta since demo one yeah i think that was the, the first OG demo. demo yeah or maybe the second i can't remember but
0: it was. No, I remember a 2.0 coming out afterwards. It was. We were definitely in from the very beginning. Yeah. And one of you um, guys popped
1: into my stream. I don't remember who it was. I don't think it was Nico, but I think one of you guys did. House oh, Studios did. Oh, when you were when you were when streaming? I was streaming the demo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of you guys popped in.
0: And then uh, also, I don't know if you knew this or not, but they actually the Kickstarter that blew up was actually their second attempted Kickstarter for Glitched. Oh, I didn't know that. They actually had a first one that failed, like miserably and then oh like, you no know what it was like a couple years prior and then they yeah. came back again with the the new one what's And what's really exploded. funny about
1: that is that you mentioned that and um, when i played glitched because immediately when a when a new rpg comes out like that and it's like choices matter and karma and all that mm-hmm. um everyone the first thought is undertale because mm-hmm. undertale was like the biggest one and i do remember my uh my stream homies in the discord telling mm-hmm. me that, uh, glitch was actually made before undertale. Um, or at least it was a thought before undertale had even become a thing. Um, and I think that's probably why it didn't make its goal. And then after undertale came out, then it had all this hype mm-hmm. kind of piled back onto it because everyone was like, Oh my God, undertale was legendary. So let's support this too. Mm-hmm. Um, so bad timing on that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Apparently <laughs> like I said, that was one thing that he did talk about in that, um, in that interview on red tunic podcast was that um they kind of like they didn't market it quite like they hadn't figured out how to market it properly and so that was kind of part of the reason why he thought it failed the first time um Mm -hmm. because like things that he and the the other developers thought were like interesting stuff that people would want to see turned out to not really be stuff that was as big uh, he said that when he's making like when he's developing games, he's found that people seem to enjoy and react positively to like jokes and stuff from the game and like, you know, things that are, you know, draw attention. So like the Bebo is how he's doing all the Bebo stuff like love it. People love the Bebos, so they're all about it. And then, like any kind of you know little clips and stuff that have like funny quippy jokes and stuff like that. Like those. Not so much about like
1: the core story of the game, or like yeah, Yeah. I get that. People, yeah,
0: people at first before finding out about the game, their first thing that they seem to focus in on is like. You know, what's what's cool about it? Like, what's something cool that comes up? So, like, they're focused on those those quippy remarks, the the Bebo's, the, you know, little little things that will just kind of like catch their eye, like, ooh, what's that? And then showing them, you know, gameplay, stuff like that. That's when it starts to. OK, now we're now we're about the game.
1: That's awesome, because. Yeah, because then when it and then when it comes out, it's like a punch. Yeah. You expect all these funny jokes, but then you don't expect the the good story or whatever. Yeah okay well damn i uh dang I, when you said he was on a podcast i was really hoping he was going to be like yeah so here's some new features and here's when it's coming out here's the date like yeah. we have it nailed down i wish i was really
0: hoping that there was going to be a date i was That's so excited for that which, to do, i mean maybe he maybe he makes a mention of it on IndiePod. i don't know i'll yeah like i said i'll probably end
1: up listening to that today while i'm working i wonder what season they're going to aim for for release for it for me it feels kind of like a spring game yeah. But that's that's well, into the next I mean, year. I was so. going say,
0: yeah, they wouldn't be able to it do a either spring release if they were doing summer. it this year. So. I'm hoping
1: fall. Hopefully in the fall. Yeah. It'd be a good be fall, fall game. Or winter is what they got left. It's like... Unless I think Undertale released into, in the fall. Yeah. I think that released in the fall or in November, I think. I to
0: honestly, wouldn't be a bad one to come out, you know, around Black Friday. There's a lot of people that are pretty hyped about it that would probably be down
1: Maybe, so the only, this is the problem, the problem I have with smaller studios releasing games on Black Friday, Christmas time around there, is that it's usually overshadowed by a lot of the bigger box titles, you know, like the kids are going to want Call of Duty or, um, I mean, unless a YouTuber grabs hold of it, Yeah. unless he releases like an early access release and gives it to a YouTuber like a month before and lets them play it, then, you know, i don't know i just think that a a christmas release it'll get overshadowed by a lot of bigger things just because people are looking at like the new legend of zelda the new call of duty the you know what warzone's (laughs) doing for christmas yeah so i don't know i don't know if christmas is the right thing for an indie (laughs) game but i'm not a marketing expert so i'm gonna say yeah i guess it kind of
0: depends it depends on really on that one it depends on how much um how much buzz it's got from the uh, the community that he has following everything? Because if there's enough of them that are after it, like yeah, it'll still end up working just fine if he drops it around then. But yeah, you're probably right. Um, smaller game will probably get eclipsed by the bigger stuff around Christmas time. So it'd probably have to be like
1: September, October area. Yeah, I feel like do. that's why I feel like fall is a good time. Yeah. For- for that game because then it comes right on the piggyback like right before all the big releases right so, so everybody can, can get a bunch of hype before out. yeah and then yeah and then especially if a youtuber plays it or something then a lot of people can can order it um
0: I'd revive the snug gaming channel for that
1: oh hell yeah I would be <laughs> oh, trust me you guys when that game comes out I'm gonna be streaming it oh yeah um but yeah so hopefully that comes out soon missing it really want to get into it uh is, does does he still have the same sprite work for Gus, do you know? Uh, it's
0: what it looked like. Um, From the stuff that I've seen him posting, it looks like Gus has stayed the same. Uh, looks like most of the characters, like the way that they looked in the demo by the, you know, I think it was like the
1: third edition, have pretty much stayed the same. Um, I, I fucking, I hardly remember a thing of that about the demo. It's been four years, I think. I I Since remember I a good it. handful of stuff. Like honestly, I still love that frog at
0: the beginning that just gave you sass no matter what you picked. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Um no, I, I remember a lot about that uh about that uh demo. Oh, thinking about it more, talking about it more. I just I keep I'm like, oh I think I need to re download
1: the demo and play again. <laughs> I know. Maybe we should see what the game's about. Maybe we could hype it up a little bit.
0: <laughs> Give Some it a shot. More
1: hype. Yeah,
0: I say it'll definitely when they re- when they announce a f- an official release date, it'll definitely make another appearance on the podcast because I am so excited about it. <laughs> as soon as I see a release date, it's it's going to be like a. <gasps>
1: hey, I remember what? liking
0: the music. Remember the music being yep, really the good. The music was good. Um. Music was good. The sprite work was good. Like, I really liked the story that, you know, they had as we were going through the demo.
1: Like, yeah. And then the, yeah, I, we talked a lot about it on that yeah. previous episode. I'll, I'd probably just be rehashing all my <laughs> thoughts on it. Um. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll move on then. Um. So I would, I do want to mention, because I did mention a, uh, a couple weeks ago, I don't, it wasn't the last one. I think it was the one before, I don't remember which one it was, the Steam Deck. Mm, yep the steam deck yeah so i remember i told you about how it just didn't make sense to me mm-hmm. the steam deck or at least or at least you know bare minimum the the uh storage yeah steam deck now um i don't know if you know who it is but lioness tech tips on youtube uh released a video because he got really early access hands-on experience with the steam deck uh mm-hmm. just recently i think it was like five days ago mm-hmm
0: yeah, because didn't, uh, the when we talked about in the last episode, you had mentioned uh, that it was going up for pre-order like yeah, a couple days after that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was pre-order. And uh, fun fact, uh, <laughs> there's a huge market for what they're aiming for apparently because they sold over 110,000 of them in 90 minutes. Holy crap. Yeah, so there is a huge market for uh, Steam Deck. Now, the cool part about Steam Deck, and this is what I didn't understand with the console coming out. I kind of thought it was just a handheld with you know, either its own software or windows on it mm-hmm. that you use. And it's like a, a laptop that's handheld and it plays games, powerful yeah. enough to play games. What whoopty do do? Um, no. <laughs> so it is a full on full powered PC. So, uh, oh. you can plug in a mouse, you can plug in a monitor, you can, uh, plug in a controller, peripherals, Bluetooth, you can upgrade it. You can, um, oh. yeah. And, uh, Linus does like this really in depth, uh, hands on experience thing with it. So he brought, he brings like, he pulls out all of these controllers and wires and tools and stuff. And he's like, So I brought this iFixit kit, which is just a screwdriver kit. He's like, mm-hmm. I brought this screwdriver kit to see if I could take it apart, but they won't let me. And then he looked at the guy, and the guy's like, No. <laughs> um, but, uh, so the Steam Deck is actually going to be really powerful. And I, I would, I, before I was like, Whatever, the Steam Deck. Now I'm kind of hyped for it because it's a, I can't remember what the lowest model was. It was like... Uh,
0: I think you said like
1: uh, 64 gigs. Yeah, but it was like a 300-something and something dollar model, I think, yeah, or something, something like that. I yeah. like uh, could be totally wrong, but it was it was a decently low-cost model for pretty high-performance uh, gaming. And the fact that you can set it on... You could set it on your desktop, like on your desk, and then plug it into your monitor, and then have your mouse and keyboard on it, and you can just play like it's a PC, um it's not loud the fans are really really good on the on the console um a console i call it and uh, you can also install whatever operating system you want on the steam deck so i mean a lot of people like windows linux a lot of people like windows 10 or whatever i think steam right now the one that comes on the steam deck is steam's custom software on there so they have their own uh like i think it's mostly just like a rehash of the steam ui so when you boot up steam there's a ui you can start up when you start up your computer it's mm-hmm. kind of like turning it into a console hmm. um the so there's like touch pads right underneath the uh thumbsticks that you use to you can oh there's a gyroscope too so and a touch screen so it it really is like a switch yeah um yeah, and
0: it looks a lot like a switch yeah <coughs> just no bulkier. detachable controllers
1: yeah, I mean, which, I mean, who needs that? Yeah. Uh, when huh. Linus tested it out, he said the mouse ran great when he plugged it in. Um, he said there was, like, hardly any input lag. He tested it next to a very similar product. There's a different handheld, almost exactly like the Steam Deck, um, mm-hmm. that I think, I can't remember what the company's name is. It's like a play on Windows, um, but basically they make portable computers, like handheld computers. Gotcha. And uh he said it was a comparable uh it, it basically blew it out of the water, which of course I mean Steam being as big as they are. Valve. Yep. Uh so Steam Deck. Kind of exciting, actually.
0: There it is. Okay, it's on the bottom. I was like looking at. I'm looking at stuff for it right now, and I'm like, how did where is the where are the uh ports for plugging in mouse and keyboard and all kinds of other stuff because like it doesn't show it on the little like walk around little graphic that they have on the steam website uh-huh. but it's, it's on the bottom that's the only part that it doesn't show is like the very bottom which is where they have that panel mm-hmm. so for the 64 gig it was 399 dollars
1: right um Oh, that's another thing too. So the reason that this is such a big deal is because right now you can't get a graphics card anywhere. So building up computers really difficult. Yeah. Um, but uh, these these Steam decks use Ryzen APUs. So what an APU is is it's a it's a CPU. It's the same thing as a CPU, but it has integrated graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically, integrated graphics usually suck. Uh, they usually are not great. Um, lately they've been a lot better because i think that they're kind of expecting the graphics cards to sell out so a lot of these manufacturers are making uh better better apus and i think when linus tested doom eternal on the steam deck and mind you it was not a finished steam deck it was a uh it was like a beta steam deck mm-hmm. it was not finished so they were still fine tuning things but when he tested doom eternal on it I think he had it at medium settings and it was pushing over 60 fps consistently. Oh wow. Which is far more than enough for any like casual gamer mm-hmm. to be carrying around a handheld to be able to play your Steam games on. So yeah. I I'm pretty impressed with it honestly. I was I was a uh, I was a big doubter. I was a doubting Thomas earlier, but uh I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for the Steam Deck. It's cool it's going to be cool to see what people do with it, what they mod with it um and then the other the really funny piece of information that came out was i was complaining about the storage right mm-hmm. well uh, i guess a lot of people were and a lot of people were like what's going to go on with the storage can we upgrade it can we upgrade it and for the longest time valves like uh valves uh spokespersons were just silent they just weren't saying a word <laughs> mm-hmm. so one redditor went directly to the man himself uh the head of development on the steam deck oh, wow. and they were like hey is this gonna have upgradable storage? To which he replied, Yes. <laughs> so it's gonna right. have upgradable NVMe storage. So
0: I figured you were gonna give me some like jaded response <laughs> that sounded like yes, but no, he said yes. Okay. Yeah, he was
1: like, yeah, it was really funny. I mean, he just replied straight up, yes, it will. And um and which was really funny because then later the spokespersons and all that kind of had to backtrack and be like, yes! We're going to have some expandable storage, but we got to work on it. Or like, I think they said that they have to figure some things out first. So I think the head development was like, yeah, it's going to have it. And then he looked at them like, make it happen. (laughs) I'm
0: tired of hearing about this. Just do it.
1: (laughs) Which is good. I'm glad that they went that route. Um, I'm tired of storage being an issue that's that was a thing back in the you you know i talked about it before but that was back in the ps3 xbox 360 era yeah that was when games were 5 10 gigs you know Mm -hmm. now we're upwards of hundreds of gigs that's not acceptable guys
0: back when you didn't have to download the game if you had the disc
1: (laughs) yeah yeah. god i remember that
0: god those were the days
1: (laughs) yeah now you still have to download like i mean you don't have to have internet to do it but yeah. you do still have to download the game from the disc, which is annoying. Yeah. It's
0: like I, d- I just just read it off the disc. <laughs> Stop.
1: Yeah, it must be it must be faster to download it and stuff. I think yeah. I think that I think it is actually because uh, I remember my PSP. I used to have Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep on the PSP, and they mm-hmm. had the little. I can't remember what they were called. They were little mini discs, though, that in these plastic shells that you popped in and. Mm -hmm. um and if you played the game you could you had an option to download data off of the disc but if you played off the disc it took forever for that game to load i mean it just took ages for the game to load so that's probably why they don't do it anymore there's too much data on the disc that's fair um so yeah i just wanted to give a small update for the steam deck because that um that's going to be exciting and it's it's a huge feat uh for the gaming world because we haven't had I mean, the Switch was the first arrival. Like, the Switch was the mm-hmm. first thing to do something like that, but the Steam Deck is much bigger in scope because you can literally play anything on it and download whatever you want, mod it however you want. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. I don't even know when it's coming out. I think people's pre-orders are still being processed. I don't think it's coming out just yet. Probably closer to Christmas season is when they'll probably all get shipped out. Okay. I think.
0: Well, it's showing so on here it's saying expected order availability after quarter 2 of 2022. Oh. <laughs> so that's a- but that's, that's, way, way that's assuming that everybody that are, like, pre-ordered on the day of pre-order isn't getting them sooner than that. And they they're will. just saying... Because, like, it's possible this is, like, based on okay. how many we had come out. All these people that have already pre-ordered are going to be higher up in the queue. So, they'll get them around this time. So, by the time you're able to get it, if you pre-order now, here's when you'll get it.
1: Damn. <laughs> and that's just for pre-ordering now. Yeah. Woof. That's tough. But, I mean high demand right mm-hmm. it's the world we live in Leap. all right so you want moving to talk blizzard <laughs> <laughs> we we mentioned this before um we t- we uh, talked about it before
0: i gotta say we didn't we talk activision before with the, uh, the same issues? thing
1: activision blizzard
0: oh are they part of the same yeah
1: so activision uh, okay. actually acquired blizzard uh um, gotcha. not too long ago okay they actually acquired blizzard and uh, Actually, fun fact, it actually shot Activision up ahead of all of the other companies that uh, develop FPS games because mm-hmm. Blizzard well, was yeah, such a huge one for them.
0: Yeah, Blizzard's done a lot already. Yeah. But yeah, their whole mass exodus, oh my goodness. Yeah. So- um, the big thing that I was going to talk about, that I was going to mention is um, because of everything that's been going on, one of the people that walked out and left the company is the uh, lead developer for uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected and Diablo 4, which Diablo 2 Resurrected (laughs) is about to come out. Literally, open
1: beta is like next week for PS5. I literally had that pulled up on my phone right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, for anyone that doesn't know, I do know a few of our friends don't know this, or a few of our friends were uh, shockingly informed. Um, So, a while back, I mean, last month... I'd say, or maybe the month before something like that, there was some, uh, there was a lawsuit from the state of California, Mm -hmm. uh, submitted against Activision Blizzard. And I guess the long and the short of it is that over the years, there have just been many employee complaints, uh, that were tossed into the trash, many, uh, working conditions that were unacceptable, um, worker conduct that was unacceptable, Uh, HR departments not doing their jobs, women being um, passed over for promotions, for pay, apparently. Um, And sadly enough, one woman did take her own life uh, due to—this is just what I read—due to uh, some—her pictures being spread around the office from, uh, I guess it was like a frat boy fraternity kind of environment— so they're in some hot fucking water i mean Mm -hmm. this sounds like this sounds like it was a company uh kind of doing this for a while like at least a decade is what it sounds like um and what's funny about activision i don't know if you know anything about the company's history so a long time ago activision was actually a part of atari so the guys who worked for atari were all these developers and then um Atari made millions off of these developers who were making these games for them. Mm-hmm. And back then developers were only paid. I mean, at the time it was a decent wage, like a $20,000 wage, I think mm-hmm. like the eighties, I think. So that's pretty good. Right. Still pretty good. For yeah. Accounting for inflation. Yeah. Um, and so what Atari did was they did this... They, they thought it would be cool to share their sales stats and their analytics uh, with the developers to say, like, hey, this is kind of what the audience enjoys. This is what they like to play. This is how much it sold. Uh, we should try to do more of this. They showed it to the dev- developers. Developers were pissed because Atari was making millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars on their games. And, uh, and the developer... The most of the lead developers for a lot of their successful games just left because they were like, "We could do this on our own." Mm-hmm. Um, so they left and they formed what we know today as Activision. So originally they were Atari developers, and uh, they went through some changes. Uh, Activision they were originally those smaller those smaller developers, and then I think right around the time Call of Duty became into the picture, they split, and then they let a new CEO uh basically rescue the company so i guess activision was doing really bad toward the end of his life uh and they brought in this new dude i can't remember his name he's probably in one of these articles Mm -hmm. but uh they brought him in he like raised the company from the dead basically uh and i and then um activision actually went through a different lawsuit uh after that for um for working conditions and Mm -hmm. uh uh on for uh employee conduct i think it was un- it was uh what's it called um where you fire someone unjustly as a company you fire uh, them wrongful termination yeah it was a wrongful termination lawsuit and okay. so i think that plays a really huge part into what's happening now because mm-hmm. i think that they are afraid to fire their employees and that's led to a lot of doing whatever they want
0: Gotcha. I mean, that would make sense. That does seem to be the kind of, like, I don't know, the kind of way that a the lot sentiment. of companies tend to end up is as soon as they get, like, one or two wrongful termination lawsuits.
1: You go on in an extreme. They like,
0: they, like, yeah, extreme opposite direction with it, <laughs> and suddenly it's, like, impossible to get rid of people, and you're like, oh, my God. This dude literally sits in his cubicle and picks his nose the entire day and doesn't actually get anything done. But they won't fire him because they're afraid that he's going to f- try to sue him for wrongful termination. And since they've got a history of wrongful termination, they think they're going to lose Yep. just on principle. And yeah, it's just.
1: Yeah, that lawsuit uh, was said to be in the tens of millions of dollars. So, <laughs> Yep. not good. Uh. But let's see. Um, So a lot of people have been fired at Activision Blizzard, essentially, for this. Um, Mm -hmm. Employees went on strike. They walked out. Uh, People are boycotting Blizzard games and, of course, like Warzone and Call of Duty games as well. Uh, Let's see. So, yeah, I just, this is just a headline. Jesse McCree, Diablo 4 director is no longer at Activision Blizzard. (laughs) Yikes. That's That's a big one.
0: I was super excited for uh, Resurrection. I'm really kind of hoping that it's still going to come out. I
1: mean, I'm sure it will. I really don't think they're the kind of company to let this kind of... Not let a game come out. But, like, they might have to
0: delay the release
1: just because of that. (laughs)
0: Because they're going to find somebody competent to take the place.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, I remember at one point Blizzard's head of HR was fired. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Their head of HR got fired for obviously not... Um, for not handling cases properly. Yeah. yeah. Um so kind of a shit show right now over there. Yep. I wanted to ask you Kevin, um you're a, you're a you're a CEO at Blizzard. <laughs> All right, you're a CEO right. at Blizzard. You have just been informed uh of employee conduct like this. What do you do to fix it?
0: Um employee like the
1: like the partying, the drinking, the the uh the harassment the uh the unfair <laughs> the unfair <laughs> promotions
0: <laughs> he just sees my eyes light up as the 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 <laughs> evil in me just comes out you know just about every place and i'll guarantee uh, blizzard activision has uh, a clause in there uh about random drug testing
1: We start there. Um, That's a good one. We start there. Good one. That's smart (laughs) of you.
0: Since technically, technically, marijuana is uh, (laughs) illegal in like federally. Um, that is a rightful reason to terminate, even if it is legal recreationally in the state that you work. Um, so you start there. Um, no offense to my weed smokers, but um. (laughs) You know, because not not everybody is that bad. But if every they're having a serious issue with partying and shit, like there's a good chance that it's going to be that. It's going to be you know all kinds of other shit they're not supposed to be getting into. That weeds out a good handful of people. Then um, also any company emails, uh, they have to notify their employees that they're going through them. However, technically, if it's on a company server, they have the ability to access them at any point anyone who has participated in sending any kind of emails like that gone
1: poof so your goal would just be to axe the people i just yeah i would start weeding
0: out the people that are the problem
1: which is kind of what they're doing now retroactively i mean yeah
0: like but that would have been as soon as i got a whiff of it it would have Mm -hmm. been mandatory drug tests over the partying shit it would have been immediate scope through all of the emails um going through all of that and then um then it would have been just a little bit more strict uh watching of what was going on i'd have a i'd have i would have a supervisor on every floor of every building that their entire job is literally just to keep an eye out like i'd give them i'd give them other tasks and not tell you know other employees what their job specifically is i would just be like hey Here's the like handful of things that you're gonna do on this floor. While you're doing those things, you're also gonna keep an eye out. You see something that's not going right. I know you probably don't want to be a snitch, but that's literally your job. You're just gonna you're <laughs> gonna report back you're to a me. Mole. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna report back to me. You find something nefarious, I'm gonna freaking shut it down.
1: And they'd be paid very well. <laughs> As and, they should. Um,
0: that honestly, that'd probably nip most of the problems in the bud
1: yeah that's um god man. how could you do that how can you let that happen as a that's, company yeah
0: that's exactly like if i caught even a, a scintilla of it like duh you nip that it would really have been quick. one of those before i could even hopefully before that like of course i'm i'm not a ceo of a big company so <laughs> who, who knows maybe i you know power corrupts
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's
0: possible that I wouldn't still think this way, you know, if I were in that position for as long as, you know, whoever is there is. But yeah, I absolutely like from where I sit now, if I were CEO of a major company like that, that had already been under scrutiny for some issues previously similar to that. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. It would be immediately. We are nipping every little bit of this in the bud because I'm not losing
1: any more money over it for this company. Hell no. Now, my question for you is, do you think that because a lot of people, you get kind of the impression that these um, that these heads, that they all know. That you, you get kind of the impression that the head of the HR knew. You get the impression that the CEO knew. You get the head of the impression that the vice president knew about everything that was going on. Yeah,
0: the big problem is if it's getting swept under the rug, there's a good chance that somebody in the upper ranks is involved in the same actions. Yeah. And that's why.
1: <clears throat> right. And so do you think that... Do you think this is a product of of like corruption, or do you think this is just... Because this, this is what I think. What I think happened is you get to be CEO, and you create branches on branches on branches, kind of like Target or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but you're one guy. You're mm-hmm. a CEO. You can't visit those all at the same time, and so you, you employ someone to visit those for you, and then mm-hmm. they employ somebody else, and they employ somebody else, and then eventually you have... Your moles, kind of there, that are supposed to relay information, but problem is, people get lazy. Now you're lazy. playing telephone. That and too, yeah, <laughs> and you're playing telephone, and things aren't communicated correctly, um, and people get lazy. So when you're the head of a company, I feel like. You just kind of get in this comfortable place like, okay, we haven't had a lawsuit in over a decade, you know, we're, I haven't heard any complaints for whatever reason, you know, I think we're doing good. And then you get kind of like the CEOs that come down and they visit and they go, is this in the right spot? Okay, cool. Is that in the right spot? Okay, cool. But then they kind of forget to ask like, hey, you know, have we had any complaints? Are there any employee complaints or, um... Any concerns that we need to worry about, you know, when they're talking to their HR offices, I just feel like that kind of doesn't happen when you get to be a certain size of a company because it's not committees, huh? Start having a committee, yeah.
0: Have have a represented a low level representative from each uh, branch, each building. Um, have a paid mandatory meeting
1: once a month, and I think it would be, I think it would be good to incentivize them to find things that are wrong so not to not to like fake and get people fired but i mean if we go through an investigation we find out that this was going on and you were the reason that this was found out you get a bonus you know or something like that maybe that's a little too much that might be a little too incentive um, but
0: the tjx company actually does something similar to that Um, With their department stores, Uh, if you aid in catching somebody who's been stealing from the company, either in-house or, you know, a guest, uh, they actually give you a bonus. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: for aiding with that. See, that's how it should be. And I don't know, for whatever reason, and maybe, again, maybe because they're afraid of that wrongful termination lawsuit, but yeah. this seems much worse, worse. to there's
0: me. A, <laughs> there's a big difference between a whistleblower and somebody who just wants the company to be good. <laughs> you know, like, it's one thing to be like, every little, oh, well, he he takes 17 bathroom breaks a day, and this yeah, person is yeah. sending out suggestive emails to several of the female employees. Oh, God, yeah. Like, there, there's Those two way very different. different things there <laughs>
1: yeah. and uh i mean well i guess how do you come back from that as a company like
0: what, what would you do it's not easy to do without clean slating like seriously there's really not much they can do without getting rid of literally everybody who was even close possibly involved like which is it's seriously unfortunate for people who may not have actually been involved but they did something that connected to it in some way without them actually being involved because the only way to to bring back that reputation is to get rid of everybody who could have even possibly been involved yeah um i mean shit. which unfortunately could again end up with another wrongful termination lawsuit but on that one, they'd probably be able to win it over when it's like, look, we have evidence that you were connected in some way, shape or form like we're this. We're being sued this, for another contacted thing. Contacted <laughs> with this and that and the other thing. So there's literally no. I was going to say, and then, you know. Zero tolerance going forward. Yep. And that's unfortunately for the people who haven't done any, like it's, it's another case of the, the few ruin for the majority. Unfortunately, they're going to have to crack down on so much. They're going to have to be an extremely strict company for the next couple of years just to make sure that it it stays dead. Yeah, I mean... Otherwise, they're going to end up losing everybody that actually wants to utilize their games everybody they're going to start boycotting their games and their programs and everything else and all these people like, they're going to lose so Someone's much money that they're there. not going to be able to keep it up yeah they're going to lose all their devs that are actually decent because they don't want to deal with the possibility of it happening to them they're going to lose you know plenty of customers which is going to take their revenue into the toilet and they're going to fall apart the only way is if they clean slate
1: yeah which is sad, and that, I don't know how that will turn out for, it. I mean, from what it sounds like, it sounds like a lot of the developers aren't being fired, this sounds like it was a, it was a, a lot of upper management is yeah. the problem, because a lot of the upper management is being fired.
0: And that's, yeah, that's a lot of times issues like this, it might have like one or two lower level employees that are involved in it, but for the most part, it's usually upper management that ends up being the problem. Well, yeah, Which is, I mean that's why I say they need to have they need to have committees. They need to have a repre- like a low level representative, somebody who's you know down on the base level from each of the branches meet together on a like even if it's a Zoom call. They have a paid once a month meeting where they all discuss it. It gets distilled by whoever they decide to have, you know, typing it up or whatever, or it's recorded and the video or the distilled, uh, you know, notes get sent directly to like top level management
1: shareholders or whatever.
0: Yep. They make sure that everybody that can see it or like that everyone that, yeah, they, they make sure that, like, each of the people that are represented represented in the areas, like, it's marked, this is what branch they're from, this is da-da-da, and they let them have a serious meeting. And honestly, like, I know at first there would be people that would be afraid to speak out,
1: but as long as... Well, I mean, I yeah. feel like, I'd tell you, dude, I mean, just from personal experience... Um, It only takes so much. I mean, people can only take so much. Yep.
0: And that's, I mean, it'd be one of those, like, I know a lot of them would be afraid that, like, their manager was going to make their life harder if they said something bad about them. But in that instance, if that happens, they continue to still be the rep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) like, if their manager gets reprimanded for something that they ratted them out on and they decide to make their life harder, okay, now my manager is on my ass about this. That's now recorded, documented, and set up the ladder. Now someone's on that manager's ass for being that way. Either they're going to have to straighten out or they're going to get fired because there's going to be continued warnings if that happens, you know? Yep. And so it's like... uh...
1: it's That's tough. I mean, that kind of a plan for... Yeah. For recoup. I mean, this is kind of something you really can't. You can't really come back from it. That's why I
0: say clean slate's the only way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because even if you do clean slate, I mean, that's a mark on your company. Yep. Like, that's the company that X, Y, and Z happened, you know? Mm -hmm. And this is one of those huge things, especially since they're being sued by the government of California, which means they had a lot of people representing them. Uh-huh. Or I mean, it means they were representing a lot of people yeah. why the state is suing, probably. Um, that's yeah. my guess. Uh, well, there but, had
0: to have been enough people reporting what was going on to some regulatory agency for you know worker um, worker amenities and misconduct and all that and yep. harassment and yep. So. Uh, enough for them to build a case to be able to actually do it because they're not going to take on a, they're not going to put the money that it is that that is into, you know, losing a case to a video game company. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they also got, so Blizzard themselves got rid of their, their, uh, they got rid of the, the leads, the, the top leads of Blizzard. They got rid <clears throat> of them. They're gone. Uh, yep. no more. Instead, we have Mike Ibarra and Jen O'Neill, who are now leading Blizzard. Mike Ibarra, that name sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. I can't. Uh,
0: <laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't know why, but it sounds uh, familiar. He was a, he was a uh, he was one of the leads at Xbox, mm. and he joined Blizzard in twenty nineteen er, in twenty nineteen as an executive vice president and general manager of platform and technology. Hmm. So they kind of just moved him up, it sounds like. but Gotcha. Yikes, Blizzard. That's a big yikes from me.
0: Yep. And that's, yeah, like I said, Clean Slate, it's got to be everybody who's even slightly related, and then honestly, the person who's doing all the firing needs to then resign afterwards. It's like literally, it's like top person, CEO, whoever, needs to be like, all right, I'm cleaning out all of the riffraff, and then I'm resigning because it happened under my watch. Exactly. Done. Yeah. Like that's that's the only way that you even start to come back. Well, because
1: I mean, everyone's gonna say, "How could you not know?" Yeah. Um, and this is the funny part about all these firings is that this—I mean—it was three more lead, three more leads uh, from the Diablo team that are no longer Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. That just happened like yesterday. Yep. Uh, and this has been—they've been firing people for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And that's honestly every, every head of HR for each division, each... Pst, gone.
1: Damn. They yeah. have to be.
0: Unfortunately, they have to be because if this was happening all throughout the company, there's no doubt in my mind that at least one person at some point came to the HR rep and said something and it just got buried. Yeah. Whether either. or not the head HR at that division was the one responsible for the sweeping <laughs> doesn't matter at that point they need a whole new hr
1: whole well, i remember, new HR i read one article and it talked about how they how uh the employees had reported a bunch of stuff about a particular uh person and the hr um had spoken to them but it was really just long talks every time there was no real repercussion mm-hmm. for the action and i think that is yep. probably the main reason um
0: and that's yeah it's it's hr not doing its job so yeah. like first thing that has to be gutted is hr
1: exactly yeah well
0: <laughs> like after they get rid of everybody that's been causing the problems the first thing that needs to be gutted is hr
1: yep this is so relatable that's
0: unfortunately with almost every corporation hr is just a mess that needs to be fixed and it's so
1: weird man hr is not hard to do it should not be a hard it job Be no. i mean you are supposed to be the employee's lifeline yep that's your job as HR.
0: Yep, and anything even remotely, you know, anything even remotely uh, nefarious needs to be looked into.
1: Yeah, and especially
0: especially with how things are in this day and age, just as it is. Like,
1: yeah, I don't know. That's pretty bad, Blizzard. Shame on you. Yep. But yep. I think, did you have anything else for the day?
0: I didn't actually. I didn't um, either. That was that was my big one. I figured that one was going to take us a while. I figured glitched would take us a little while too. I did think that those uh, presents from Josh would take us a little bit longer, but
1: well, me too. But because we can't, because I didn't want to open yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Pull it
1: back up. Didn't want to. I didn't want to open it because I could. I kind of wanted to open it and describe all the pieces, but I don't want to. I don't want to lose it all and yeah. like have it tumble around and get it all messy.
0: You say I. I would do a similar thing with mine, but there's like. Hundreds of pieces in Axis and Allies. <laughs> <Is> there- <laughs> There's so much stuff in it, dude. It's not even
1: funny. Like, you know what? It's, it's crazy. Is it a 3D board or is it just a it's, flat? It's a flat. Okay. It'd be Actually, cool for it to be a 3D board. I, think. I don't know.
0: Part of me does want to open it now. Now that I think about it. Hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna open it. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna show you some of it because like I know, like I know Axis and Allies, but I just never had one of my own. I just know from playing with Josh. So I'll give her an open. I'll let you I'll let you see some of the stuff that's going on.
1: I mean, does it play in the same exact way as Risk? Like, uh, you have an army and then you disperse that army and then you grow it in different. Yes and no. In <laughs> different areas.
0: Yes and no. Yeah, so you got here's your big old big old rule book right here. Look at all these tokens.
1: Oh damn. Oh, I love yeah. I love a game with lots of tokens, I won't lie. Japan. Except you always lose them.
0: Russia, Germany... Oh, yeah. Damn. All them's tokens rendered. Oh, God. I forgot how big this board is. All right. I'm going to walk dense. away from the mic here, so it's going to get quiet on my
1: end. So All if right.
0: you want to not have to cut things, then uh, talk. <laughs> I got you.
1: We might have to cut a little bit. Whoa. See, that's why we... So water Kevin... Bottles. Yeah, so Kevin put water bottles on the table now instead of his open drink. There goes his actually open drink, though.
0: It did smell. Woo! Woo! It was almost
1: uh, empty, so it didn't snow. <laughs> That's only half of that. That's only half? Oh, guys, this board is huge. I mean, most people have probably played Axes and Allies. I think I'm in the minority here. I don't, I don't know. Wow, this looks huge, though. This big. Oh, my gosh, it's like a uh, world map. It is. It is a world map. It's like a globe. Damn. Okay. Got like all your setup cards over here? I'm sorry, Kevin is showing me all of these uh, these setup cards for the different countries. I just realized I was being totally silent right there because I'm trying to to I mean, they I'm might trying to process. To now, I'm here. It's just not be right.
0: Because it took us until Pearl Harbor to jump
1: in. Do they actually incorporate that into the game? They incorporate Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Pearl Harbor. I not really be breaking out axes and Allies right now. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah. What do the figurines look like? Are they in there? Do you have little figurine men? Oh shit, you do. You <sighs> you like, oh hell boats. yeah. Let me see one of these and, bad like, boys.
0: Soldiers, dice. More board,
1: Let's see. It's oh, those color, are just boats. Right, so Russia is red. Oh my god, coins. There's little plastic coins. Dice. Could always use more dice. And so you play it just like Risk?
0: Yeah, it's very similar.
1: Oh, okay. Where does the name come from? Axes and Allies. Uh,
0: That was actually... (laughs) <laughs> Let me move back over to my mic to make sure that it can be heard. So where <laughs> Axis and Allies came from is actually in um World War Two, I believe. I believe it's World War Two.
1: 1942, yes. yeah.
0: World War II. Um in World War II, um the two sides of that war were the Axis, which was Germany and all of their stuff. Oh yeah, and then and the Allied allies, forces. which was the US and Russia and uh Great Britain oh. and
1: I didn't know. See, I thought that. uh, I thought that uh, wasn't. I might have my history wrong. It's been a long time since sophomore year of high school. So, but I think I thought. um, I thought like the other. The I know we were called the Allied Forces, but Mm -hmm. I thought the other side was called the Triple Threat or whatever it's called, and that or the Triple Entente. I don't think so. No? That might have been another that, nickname for Maybe them? World War. Uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'd never heard Axis, though. Axis, huh?
0: Yeah, but it was always referred to as the Allied Forces versus um, the, like the Germany Germany, Japan Axis oh, forces.
1: Nuts. I wonder who gives them those names. Is that way we call them the probably, Allies? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy. But yeah. Well, damn, that's a cool-looking game. I'd be very down to... How many players is it for? Um, Checking the boxes right now. Two to five. Two to five players, damn. It looks like a game that'll take forever. It is long. Yeah, it takes forever, Yeah.
0: I, uh, if memory serves, we played Access and Allies, uh, one weekend in Oklahoma.
1: Dang, an entire weekend. <laughs> Holy that is, moly.
0: That is where, if you ever hear me call Elliot France, this is where that came
1: from. Oh, okay. So playing playing Allies. That's I such a sweet swear. gift, you guys. That's such an awesome game. I could have sw- Pearl Harbor was World War II, right? Yeah, Pearl Harbor was World War II. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, there's actually a ruling in here where the US isn't allowed to leave its deal until until a specific turn unless provoked beforehand.
1: Oh shit, that's cool. Pearl Harbor. So like Whoa. if somebody
0: comes and attacks you before what would have been Pearl Harbor, then you can you
1: can as the US. historically accurate
0: yeah so like either either you have to wait till pearl harbor or um you have to get attacked before pearl harbor to be able to join the fight
1: oh that's funny
0: So, Which I always thought was really cool. It is also really scary to watch the U.S. because they still get to take their turn. You just can't leave the U.S. Right, so they're just building and building and building. Amassing forces and amassing forces (laughs) and amassing forces. You just watch and the the U.S. is just like, okay, they're getting kind of big over there. I don't know how I feel about this. (laughs) Oh, I definitely
1: want to play these games at some point when we... Well, we have our game night so you know what we need yeah. to have we need to have like a, an overnight game night we need to have either oh, a bunch of like people just crash lock-in. here or just yeah we need to do yeah. that because that seems like a perfect game for cool. that oh yeah
0: this would be a this would be a we start like early morning and we're up all night playing <laughs> yeah well so but yeah we shoot. should we should definitely get people together to play because yeah since and a, since I've got just a little bit of experience, but not a ton, I don't think I would end up it. steamrolling you guys. So I think we'd be
1: okay. <laughs> um, no, I'm sure it would be fun.
0: Yeah, that's, Josh. So Josh and I, when we would play, he had like all of the different um, what you call it? all the different uh, like operations that were run during World War II memorized, like what what country did what and what they called the operation.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: So like. There was like a something uh, Britain did that was uh, like Operation Sea Lion, I believe, um, where they like they led some sort of attack through, and like there was a couple of other ones that he kind of he kind of mentioned, and uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Dang! <laughs> so oh. it's it's a really fun game to play, though. Josh,
1: you will be responsible for many nights of much fun. Yes, he will. Um, Thank you, man. Again, thank you so much for just listening to the cast and sending us something you really didn't have to. I did not expect anything. Uh I know, right? Cards are already coming out.
0: It's okay. (laughs) They need to when we finally play anyway, so.
1: And we will be playing.
0: Well. Well uh <laughs> poor soviet union and their 24 pieces to start with <laughs> in comparison to the 30 from japan the 30 in the uk 40 in germany and 42 in the u.s
1: <laughs> yeah but the soviet union's got ice <laughs> all right well shoot i mean hey it was a shorter cast today we're only yeah. about an hour and something in but uh Hey, that's fine. I mean, that was that was the targeted goal.
0: Like, originally, we wanted, like, hour, hour to an hour and a half, and we've just pretty much always been hour and a half plus. <laughs> yeah,
1: because there's usually just so much, but
0: <laughs> yeah. I think lately, Life's been real crazy for us. Life so. has
1: just been a little crazy, and I think a lot of the articles are just being overshadowed by some of the larger things happening, so when we kind of get back into it next week we'll be able to do a little more research i think once some of this stuff blows over
0: oh that reminds me there was actually something that i wanted to do with you
1: Uh um
0: i wanted to we won't necessarily do it this uh episode just because it might be hard for both of us to do it but um have a game suggestion like video game suggestion for each other that we think the other has not played and then okay. like four or five episodes down the road give like a try to have that game like try to not pick like a super long game but like try to have that game completed or damn near it and give like our own personal review of it okay so i feel like that'd be kind of cool
1: what wouldn't be too long
0: like something that with our busy schedules we could still complete within like a
1: month or so oh like a month oh yeah easy peasy uh, it doesn't have to be insane but like got many of those yeah okay I think I've got a few, especially now that you have a PC, that's going to be much easier. (laughs) Yeah. So, that's... I I wanted to... Yeah, I wanted to do that
0: because, like, I heard... There was, like, a mention about, like, game reviews in one of the podcasts that I was listening to. I don't remember which one it was. Mm -hmm. But that kind of, like i wanted to do like a game review and i also wanted to make sure that it's not only negative stuff but we've also got positive stuff on oh yeah so like even if like you purposely chose a game that was just not like a very good game i would still want to have like oh here's some things that they did well with this game
1: yeah yeah. even though i didn't like it (laughs) i would uh deal I would enjoy that very much so, including our audience as well. If anyone has a game they want us to play, and it's a, I mean, I'm not playing no 70, 50 hour game anytime soon, but I mean, if you have like a a four or five hour, six hour kind of adventure game for us to try out or check out, let us, let us know. Let us know if you think there's something fun out there. I mean, I'd also be
0: willing to just like, if somebody wanted to, like if, if one of us suggested just like a multiplayer only game, like just, you know, Hey, go and play the multiplayer for a little while, test out this, that, and the other thing and tell us, you know, what, what you think they did well, what they could improve on kind of thing. Like not as fun as doing story-based stuff, like something with a story mode that we can watch, but still, you know, feasible for a game review.
1: Yeah. That'd be sick. So I'd be down for that. Yeah. Um, on a side note apex released ranked for arenas yes they did <laughs> and uh not bad i need bad. to
0: uh i need to get more regularly playing arenas on my pc so i can get adjust to, to yeah. the, the
1: controls it's jarring man it is and jarring. i was
0: i was suggested very heavily that i purchase a uh gaming mouse instead of just like the cheapo twenty dollar one that
1: I have. I mean <laughs> sure there are it's, some side buttons you can use every now like yeah. I use side buttons on my mouse for a grenade, but well that was, any um, wired mouse with a laser is gonna be good. What I was the reason why I was suggested that I get
0: uh, a gaming mouse is uh it was by uh um the streamer that I watch here he's back. It's been a couple episodes Uh-oh. since I mentioned him. Uh kazaya tv Ah! on twitch at kazaya tv on twitch um he said it yep i did uh he when i was watching one of his streams and i was talking about like my pc setup and everything he suggested that i get a gaming mouse specifically because of the um like the tracking i guess for the laser is more accurate with the the gaming mice than it is Probably. with like I a mean, cheap one.
1: Maybe I don't know. I've not really looked into it. I heard there wasn't really much of a difference other than the fancy peripherals and lights and stuff. But yeah. well, that be. was I had mentioned like it shows on my when I play Warzone.
0: It's like mount fifth button on mouse, and I'm like I have three buttons.
1: Yeah, well, I have left it, click, right
0: click, and center wheel click. <laughs> That's yeah. all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess they kind of do assume you have a
0: gaming mouse, huh? And so, which I mean, yeah, I know I can go in and change the controls. I need to adjust my Warzone controls because I I hate where my crouch is. C. Yep. You don't like C. I don't like C. Interesting. I so the fact that the fact that left control is lay down and crouch is C. <laughs> i so it probably is partially because i've played a lot of minecraft Like <laughs> minecraft shift is your little crouch thing and left control is sprint yeah oh. so like you have no idea how often i lay down <laughs> instead of running away
1: <clears throat> that's a problem yeah, that's yeah <laughs> it's a problem
0: so i'm like i either need to switch my minecraft controls so that i can get used to running with sprint <laughs> And then switch my crouch to left control and my lay down to C. We're under attack. Run! Lays down. (laughs) (laughs) I said run, not hit the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that was... I don't know, like when I when I played with you guys like the other week I don't know if you guys saw but like there were a lot of times where I kept laying down like everyone's like oh we're going over here and I would lay down first and
1: then get up and run I didn't catch it but <laughs> damn that would have been funny it happened all the
0: time that was part of the reason why I got frustrated was like I have to get
1: off I gotta get off guys because like I
0: didn't have to go yet I was getting frustrated with the controls and I was like I can't do this I'm gonna end up I'm gonna end up like screaming at something and I I don't oh, need shit. that oh
1: <laughs> shit well, shoot. So, well, I hope it gets a little easier. Yeah. I mean, it should come trying, a little more natural.
0: I've been trying to play more regularly. I've been playing solos just because I don't want to get matched with people because people are annoying. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, I've also unfortunately been part of games where it's like... I swear I get every freaking tryhard dropping into the map in the same spot as me. So I'm every like, game man. I'm like, I want to go over here, and I'm just like gliding along, and all of a sudden, I'm getting hit, and I'm like, okay, there's literally nothing I can do at this point because like,
1: so dive.
0: If they're already like, I, but I'm already diving. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's literally like they're already hitting me, and I'm just diving down. Like, well, there's, there's a lot of hackers I can too. do It could be that. <laughs> yeah it's possible but yeah it's just one of those like there's nothing i can do at this point like they've already got a lock on me and i'm already moving at the height like top speed that i could be moving at like yeah i could disrupt them by opening my parachute and slowing myself down but like eh. damn that sucks yep i had like twice where i didn't even at least twice where i didn't even hit the ground before i was going to the gulag and i was like awesome oh my god (laughs) (laughs) it's like well this blows (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i guess uh with that we'll kind of uh we'll just exit out for the night yeah uh yeah. whoops <laughs> welcome back to us welcome back to everybody sorry about the one week break there um hopefully you guys hear this again on monday the bright early monday morning um yeah yeah uh yeah so thanks again everybody for all the listening and all that you do we hope that you all stay safe stay happy and above all else stay nerdy have a wonderful evening we'll see you in the next one